Hello, what's going on? You're listening to Patched Punks on Psyched Radio SF. We're coming to you live from downtown San Francisco. We just listened to Black Mask from Pennsylvania. And uh, today we have a very special guest with us. It's a really cool dude. Does a lot of cool photography stuff. This is Rob Coons, everybody. Want to introduce yourself? Hello, yes. Uh, thanks so much for having me on. This is so rad. Um, I do a radio show myself, but... Uh, I do uh, Maximum Rock and Roll Radio, but since we no longer have a central location, I record all the radio shows at my house. So it's super cool to actually come into a studio, <laughs> an actual radio studio again. It's been a little while since I've had a chance to do that. So thank you. Yeah, right on. And Thanks that, for coming. That first record, Black Mass, I'm going to admit, I'd never heard them before. That was so sick. So thank you for introducing me to that band. Yeah, absolutely. Super rad. Yeah, I actually found them completely at random. I was just going through uh, some records and I just put them on and i really like them oh that's so cool there's nothing better than like looking at cover art like in a record store or something and just and then like just taking a wild gamble on a record and then you score and you're just like yes yeah yes. absolutely i mean the, the cover is just it's just a, a, a rat with a rope around his face it's yeah it's really <laughs> cool but I'm, I'm glad that worked out cool well, yeah, um, and uh, you you made us a little playlist here today too right oh uh, yeah yeah i've uh, got a little playlist going today um the first, I got a couple sets. Hopefully, we get to it all. If not, that's cool. But my first set is actually uh, my f- favorite bands that I've seen this year so far. So I've been going to. It's so nice that shows are back. I'm actually for the first time ever. I'm keeping track of the number of bands that I've seen this year, and I think I'm up to like uh, 53 bands this year. 53 so yeah, already. Yeah. So. Wow. So we're gonna listen to some of my favorites, and uh, we're gonna start things off with. They're the hottest band right now with good reason. Uh, They just destroy every time they play. Uh, I've seen them a number of times, and they just keep getting better and better. And, of course, I'm talking about Spy. That's right. So, And they're touring. I just found out today. I think they're doing a European tour. So, Oh, yes. I did see that. I did see that. So, so cool. So uh, I don't know if there's any European listeners out there, but (laughs) if there are, you should really check them out. Um, But, yeah, let's kick this off with Spy.
is going on you're listening to the third installment of patched punks we got a very special guest with us today we got rob coons world-renowned famous photographer <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> so tell us Rob, what 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 did we just listen to uh that uh, last song was actually a band from sacramento uh called whole hog uh and uh they've only played a handful of shows and they're all like really accomplished musicians so you know when you get you just know you're going to get a good band when there's like they're like the lineage of the band is so good so i actually drove up to sacramento for their first show like at the end of 2021 and mm. it was so worth a two hour plus yeah. drive just one way uh, they were so good and then they actually just played recently with negative approach mm. so i've got to see them twice in the last few months so they're so good so check them out and then uh before that was actually a trio of bands I saw all at the same show. Uh, before that was Chemical Fix mm-hmm. and uh, another killer. I think they might be Straight Edge East Coast band. Just killer, great energy. And then a band called Raw Brigade uh, was prior to that in the set. And uh, I think there's a connection to Columbia. Uh, I think that the, they may all be Colombian. I think mm-hmm. one of the guys is actually a tattoo artist in New York City right now, but. Oh, so they're basically a hardcore band from Columbia, which is just freaking rad. Uh, the international bands are starting to tour again. So yeah, that's deal. super cool. And then uh, another one of my favorites, uh, this band called uh, Nice from L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw them actually at a psych radio show, the one they did at the um, chapel. I don't know if you were at that oh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah, with the uh, Wacko, right? Yeah, yeah. They played the, uh, the next night at uh, Knockout. Knockout as well, yeah. Yeah. Did you band. get to see them? I, yes, I saw. So I saw the Wacko show, but I wasn't at the Knockout show. Got it. Yeah, I. They were so. I. They impressed me so much. Uh, the first night that I actually went to the second night just to see them. Yeah. They were so good. They, and yeah, they had. They threw a really good show. They're sure. so good. Um, you know, just tons of energy and charisma. And then they're actually playing again in a couple of weeks with Surfport at mm-hmm. uh, I think the Starline. No, Golden Bull. Actually. Golden Bull. Yeah. Uh, that's in Oakland, right? Yep. Yep. 
uh, and then uh, let's see uh, start off the set of course with the Almighty Spy so enough said on that band like they're just ruling the airwaves and the stage waves right now they're so good so good waves to rule absolutely. yeah absolutely um, but yeah uh, we come back uh, I think we're doing another set of some of my best of uh, bands that I saw in 2022 yes, yes. right before I was um, uh, wanted to ask you a little bit though oh um, yeah hit me with some questions so you're a photographer, you take photos. Yep, yep. Specifically at shows, for uh-huh. the most part, from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to ask you, how did you get into that? Like, what, what kind of started? So basically, I, without making this a super long story, I, I've been going to shows for a really long time, but I never really had any interest in photography. Right. But I've always been a fan of punk photography. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, looking at zines and just, you know, even some art shows and stuff. So... Uh, fast forward, uh, maybe about six years ago, um, I actually bought a nice camera, but still bought it really with no intention of taking it to shows. Right. And, um, I actually bought it. I, I'm really into nature and stuff. I was like, oh, I'll go out and photograph some animals or something, sure. you know? That's one does. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I took it to a show, uh, and, uh, I came back i got the ed- i was super green i got the editing software and had no idea really what i was doing but i ended up getting a couple shots that i liked anyway uh and then i didn't take it to like every show but i took it to a couple shows here and there sure. uh and i was shooting without a flash for mm-hmm. like the first year uh that I was, I was trying to shoot without a flash and then i just i really liked some of the stuff i was getting uh people were becoming responsive like positive responses to some of the photos i was getting so i was like i just got more excited about it and started taking it more and more shows and then after about a year i decided i was going to try to use a flash and then that that was like a total game changer for me um because it just as you know like 99 percent of the punk shows that we go to are in like dark even in clubs like yeah. it is still so dark so yeah shooting without a flash is nearly impossible and Absolutely. so and then just kind of took off you know uh it's it's something that i just have fell in love with completely because i've always been you know it's important to note that i've always been like kind of an upfront person meaning even from the first shows i started going to as a teenager i was always in front like always right, in front of the band friends, like yeah. i just like feeding off that energy so Absolutely. Having a camera in my hand and being in a place that I was already would have been standing anyway is just this kind of weird natural, like extension of my body For in sure. a strange way. Sure. So um, yeah, and I absolutely love it. It's very rare that I go to a show now without a camera. Mm-hmm. So um, and I'm a, like create like I mentioned earlier, I've seen a ton of bands already in 2022. I'm an avid showgoer. So if anything, I almost have too many photos. <laughs> so, yeah, like I sure. can't keep up with my editing and everything. You ever break any of your cameras at a show? Like how, do, how do you get around like the mosh pit? Um, well, uh, one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, so, yes, to answer your question, uh, I've actually had a really bad string of luck, and I'm going to knock on something here because... Uh, That's what right. uh, I had uh, two flashes uh, ripped off of my cameras at two separate shows about three months apart. One was Shit. at a Negative Approach in, in Southern California by a stage diver. And then the other one was actually uh, a scowl show mm-hmm. in Santa Cruz. And uh, I never really saw either person coming because I'm super hyper aware because I don't want to get my gear or me damaged. Yeah. But they just hit me right and uh, ripped my flash off uh, two different cameras. Or, sorry, same camera, two different flashes. 
So it's an expensive habit. Um, Absolutely. And then I was in uh, Tokyo. Uh, actually, flew to Tokyo right before the pandemic started to see Gauze. And uh, a, a crowd surfer ripped my camera out of my hand when he fell. And he landed on top of my camera. And fortunately, it didn't bust my camera in half, but it did crack. The, fortunately, it just cracked the plastic on the lens, uh-huh. not the actual glass itself. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny because... I some of my favorite shots are uh, stage drivers and um, the pit. I love yeah. taking people pictures of people in the pit. Yes. So I often find myself in pretty compromising positions of like, shit. Should I really be here with this? Got to take camera? those risks to get a good picture. For uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I I've learned to kind of like I have all kinds of methods, like how I turn my body to the crowd. Yeah. Uh, how I kind of maybe will hold like the arm that's not holding the camera, like it's almost like a defensive mechanism mm-hmm. in front of the camera. And uh, uh, I just end up getting some good shots. It's worth it to me. And it's exciting. Like even if I didn't have the camera, it's exciting to be in the pit oh, and yeah. feeling that energy. But one of the funniest things I've had, interactions I've had about uh, like injuries or people with like, you know, I was at a show and this guy like bashed me so hard and, um, he came up behind me and like kind of grabbed me on the shoulder, and he was like, "Man, I'm I'm so sorry. I, mm-hmm. I hit you so hard." And I was like, "I don't really care. Just don't hit my camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, just not the camera. Don't aim for the camera. Not the fucking camera." Uh, so yeah, it's a little bit of luck, um, and I've taken some hard hits and actually trying to protect my camera sometimes. Yeah. You ever broke broke anything? Uh, at shows, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, not in a long time, but uh, I had a, uh, let's see, uh, the very first show I went to, I cracked off one of my teeth. Uh, I had nice. a stage diver dive on top of my head and broke one of my teeth off. Very nice. Um, so that was like that probably hurt a lot, huh? It hurt a lot. Um, and then I had to go through this whole thing. I had a lot, like, I was still living at home. I was young yeah. then. I was like 16 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I had to lie uh, to my mom, because how do you... How do you tell your mom that, like, somebody jumped on your head? Like, how do you even try uh, to explain that? Yeah. Uh, so um, I told her I was, like, wrestling with my friends and, like, somebody need me in the mouth. I don't think she ever bought it. No, like, probably not. <laughs> moms are too smart for that Absolutely, shit. Absolutely, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so there was that. Uh, I've had multiple stitches, um, mostly in my head. Like, uh, I jumped in. A gu- I was trying to get on the stage at a Snapcase show in L.A., and I jumped into a guitar and, like, split my Oof. head open. I had to go oh, get God. stitches. Um, I got punched, uh, sucker punched in a show in Chicago and that split my face open. So yeah, there's definitely been a lot of injuries. Uh, once again, I'm going to knock on some wood. I've never had a broken bone at a show other than my tooth. So you better knock on some wood <laughs> right there. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Tonight I'm going to, cause I'm going to a show tonight. That's right. What, what show are you going tonight? Uh, I'm really excited to see this band author and Punisher tonight. Yeah. They're so sick. It's like heavy dark industrial band as i was kind of explaining to you earlier and it's one guy but actually he's touring as a two-piece right now mm-hmm. but the thing that is so exciting to me about it is like the visuals of watching his performance because he actually makes all of his own instruments uh wow and they're just they're absolutely in, they're incredible looking they're all they're metal and there's a lot of moving parts and it's just really hard to describe to the uninitiated. It's almost like something you have to watch a video and then you watch it and you're like, holy shit, like what is he even playing? So anyway, yeah. Um, if you happen to be listening and are curious author and punisher, I've seen him 
maybe like this will be like maybe my fifth time seeing mm-hmm. him. I'm a big fan. Yeah. So and sure, that's yeah, over at the uh, Elbow Room, and I love seeing shows at the Elbow Room. Where is where is the Elbow Room? I don't think I've heard of that. Uh, it's Elbow Room, Jack London. It's right over. Do you know where Jack London Square is in Oakland? Uh, it's kind of like the bumping area. You you did you ever go to the Oakland Metro? The club of the mm, Oakland Metro? No. Yes, yes. Okay. Pretty sure that I have. Uh, it's close to that. So the, okay, o- cool. uh, the Jack London Square is kind of like one of the hot spots, like where they have restaurants and some right. clubs and what have you. And it's just this tiny little club upstairs. It's a super cool, cool. place. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's get back to some music. Yeah, let's hit it. Okay, cool. So we're, what we're listening to, and correct me if I'm wrong, is... Uh, playlist of your favorite bands that you've seen this year that is correct we're kicking it off with gulch oh dude (laughs) and they're breaking up i I think some tears will be shed quote unquote breaking up i don't buy it yeah we'll see though when i saw them at their last show here in the bay area they did announce well they said to the crowd that was their last show in the bay area so they said maybe you're talking about the Cupertino one. Yeah, I thought they did say that they were. Did they say maybe? They or said did maybe. They say, yeah. Oh, okay. They I said thought, if there was a fat maybe involved for sure. Oh, okay. Well, if you hear a secret show, <laughs> make sure that I know. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, but, yeah. But, uh, I will let you. You'll probably know before I do. Honestly. All right. Uh, whoever finds out first will tell the other person. Yes. That Gulter's playing. Let's do that. Yeah, but yeah. Once again, one of the best. It's so rad that the Bay Area hardcore and punk scene is so hot right now. Yeah, it's great. I mean, that's why this this show is is on. Yeah, kind of celebrate that a little bit. Well, let's hit it. Gulch, it is.
What's going on, everybody? You're listening to Patched Punks on Psyched Radio with your host, DJ Hamster Crab, and our special guest, Rob Coons. You want to tell us real quick what we just listened to? Absolutely, of course. Uh, that last song you heard was Trash Talk, who I just saw a few days ago at this new club over in Oakland called Crybaby. And that was actually the first time I'd ever seen Trash Talk. They've been on the top of my list for quite some time, and they were freaking amazing. Um, before that was Hong Kong Fuck You. Uh, so just a little background, uh, since you were asking on that band, uh, the drummer and main singer is from Tijuana. Two mm. of the guys are from San Diego. And then they just added another guy on for this tour, and uh, he's actually from Sacramento. So they're kind of from all, all over the place. Over, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then they had a secondary drummer who jumped on for a couple songs. Um, but it's worth mentioning that their current lineup has three bass players. It God is damn, insane. Um, and then all before, the bass. Uh, before that, I think I played Urban Sprawl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, of course, one of the best barrier bands going right now. And uh, the singer is just like a kangaroo when they play. Because that oh. dude just catches so much air. It's like makes for the best photos, and then yeah. Gulch. Yeah, Gulch. The, the almighty some, Gulch. Some of my favorite photos from you are, are from Gulch shows. Oh sure. yeah, and yeah, the singer for Gulch is also an airborne. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, no, like, he, it's he's just insane. He's basically like a little airplane guy. Yeah, like yeah, just yeah. a little airplane guy doing his little airplane guy thing. <laughs> um, he's actually coming on the show next week. Oh rad! Yeah, to hang out and play some music. So I'm excited to pick. That's his cool. Brain yeah, yeah, I'll be interested to see what. It's always exciting to me listening to people in great bands uh like i'm like because i feel like it's a really good insight into what influences them yes so like yeah i'll have to listen tune in and check that one out cool so um real quick i didn't want to talk about something that i that i stumbled into this week so i don't know if you guys have heard of this but uh so there's this um compilation that just came out um called anti-police terror global noise revolt and it's a uh, so it's a it's a double twelve inch compilation uh, with bands from like all over the world. It's a it's a anti police um, project, and so they got they got all these bands to to submit like a uh, a song, and it got about let's see here twenty eight different songs here, and um, uh, yeah, also all the money all the money from there uh, goes to um, fund a. Uh, police terror project located in Oakland. Um, let's see, I'll, I'll read exactly what it says here. So it says, the, the proceeds raised will help fund MH first, a cutting-edge new model for non-police response for mental health crises. This is vital work within uh, BIPOC communities. We hope to raise as much funding as possible for them. So yeah, it's, um, it's $45, which is a lot of money, but it comes with... Uh, two different vinyls and a really sick ass zine too and uh um yeah this just really interested me and um i wanted to play a little bit of, off of it and uh, see we got a band called lie from australia sex Dwarf from sweden Ireal from spain grossero from here from oakland or from san francisco really and then uh deformation uh quad from japan so we there's just bands from all over L.A., Canada, Russia, Japan, again, Canada, Venezuela, Malaysia, um, Sacramento. Um, so, yeah, it was really cool. I just wanted to throw it on a little bit. But first, play a little promo. 
Psych Radio SF, The Chapel and Rockneto proudly present Cariño, performing live for San Francisco on Friday, April 22nd at 8.30 p.m. Do not miss your chance to see this iconic Spanish band who will be performing at Coachella this year and will be stopping by San Francisco to charm us with their beautiful music. Once again, Friday, April 22nd at 8.30 p.m. Tickets on sale at thechapelsf.com.
What is going on? You're listening to Patch Punks on Psyched Radio SF with your host DJ Hamster Crab. We have Rob Coons in the house. Say hi, Rob. Hello there. How's I have it going? to. It, the question begs to be asked. Mm, yes, please. Can you explain your radio DJ handle? Oh yes, DJ <laughs> Hamster Crab. Well, see. Uh, so I actually explained this um, last week. Oh, I'm but, sorry. No, it's fine. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> this is very important. Okay. Uh, so I was hanging out with my girlfriend, um, and I was telling her about these um, hermit crabs uh-huh. that I used to have as a kid, right? That me and my sister had. Gotcha. And we like we did not take good care of them at all. They died. They died very quickly. Very sad. But um, so as I was telling her, I accidentally said hamster crab <laughs> instead of hermit crab, and she thought it was the funniest <laughs> fucking thing That's ever. Pretty fucking funny. <laughs> And and then yeah, she just hasn't let me live it down. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna own this one. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. Own it. DJ Hamster Crab. I like it. Yeah. Thank so you for sharing. <laughs> yes, of course. That's what I am. That's who I am. That's how I am. Um, real quick, super quick, so fast you won't even notice. Just that fast, that quick. Um, wanted to announce some shows that are happening. So uh, let's see here, March 15th. There's a show happening at Stay Gold Deli with uh, uh, These Bastards and Greyhound. So that is at... Um, I actually don't know the address. So it's just Stay, stay Gold in Oakland, all ages, 7 p.m., $8, suggested donation. On March 22nd, at the same place, Stay Gold Deli, there's uh, Merck is playing, uh, Florida Man Rise and Strike Throat Rip at 7 p.m., $5. And... Um, there's this there's this five one zero fest that's happening. You know, we yeah. were talking about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's let's I'll mention that in a second. But uh, real quick, this Saturday, the twelfth, there's a sick ass show happening in the Bayview, a uh, little secret location. Uh, Fentanyl mescaline maniacs, George Costanza, these bastards, and Cabra, at seven thirty, all ages, five dollars. Ask a punk. That one's gonna be pretty nuts out here in the city. I'm really excited for it. Um, and then let's see next Saturday, there's pork bellies making a grand return into thrill house records, um, with hog, the Bron- the Broncos and croissant. If you don't know, thrill house records is a DIY punk record store in the mission, um, at 3422 mission street. And you know, you know, Fred, right? Of through yeah, through yeah. maximum rock and I roll. Do. We'll, yeah. we'll talk, we'll talk about that. Cause I'm really interested in picking your brain about it, but, uh, real quick, let's, um, What's what's what do you know about this? Fu- so there's this there's this festival that's happening, like a punk festival, five one zero fest. Yep, that's happening. Let's see, when is it? It's April, right? April. So it's April eighth and ninth. Um, at First Church of the Buzzard, and there's about like thirty plus bands playing. Let's see here. There's there's Pig City is playing, Masculine Mania- Maniacs, um, Bolo. Uh, Rise and Strike, and uh, I think yeah, these bastards too. Greyhound, just all all these different bands. So what 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 do you uh, see? It's eight twenty dollars each day, seven p.m. sharp, all ages. Um, what what do you know about what do you know about this? So uh, I, I know there's been a couple bands canceled uh, for various reasons. I don't know if they're being replaced or not. But the original lineup was nineteen bands a day, so it was going to be thirty eight bands in two yeah. days. And I kind of mentioned it earlier to you uh, when we were talking before the show, but 
it's my understanding that basically they're going to do two backline stage setups. They're playing the bands are going to be playing on the floor, so they're going to be backed up to each other. So one band will be Sorry. facing the other one way, and one band will be facing the other. So when one band is playing, the other one's going to be setting up. So there's literally going to be no breaks because they're going to try to get through so many bands, and the bands are playing 15 minute sets uh, strictly, uh, only 15 minutes, and they're on a really tight schedule. So if there's any chance that any, I'm sure they're all aware, but if any bands are listening to this, be on time <laughs> because you, if you miss your time, you can't play actually. Mm. So, yeah. Um, but there's so many great bands playing and honestly it's in some weird, I mean, that's a lot of bands to digest, but in some weird ways, it's almost kind of a dream because there's nothing I like more than a ripping band only playing like 10 or 15 minutes. Like right. there's a beauty in that at a punk show. Absolutely. Like, uh, so, uh, and you just, it's just going to be nonstop. And I love the fact that just almost no breather. There's literally, it's going to, the one band's going to hit the last note and the other band's going to kick it off. Yeah. So. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. And we're talking about Gilman did something similar to that. Uh, 94 Gilman in Berkeley where they, uh, did the, uh, this year sucked fest, um, in 2019. Um, and so basically they had the main stage and then they had a little DIY stage on the floor so while one band was playing the other one was setting up and then they changed and the crowd would just shift so it was funny because before the uh a band would be done i would like sneak off to this to the front of this the other stage <laughs> so that when everybody turned i was at the front there yeah um i don't know if they haven't they do it very rarely and probably haven't done it in quite some time but have you ever seen a band play in the store at gilman no i have not it's insane i've seen it a couple times they literally uh, if anyone out there has been, excuse me, to Gilman or not, the store is just literally a tiny little place where you can buy water and stuff. You yes. could probably squeeze 20 people there in there on a good day. Yeah. Um, but somehow they get a drum set wedged in there. God. and Like, like the behind little, the counter? No, no. Like in the corner. Where the couch usually is? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And just wedge a band in there. And then people are like standing on the on the counter and stuff. And it's, it's just insane. God, it's yeah, mayhem. that sounds like so much fun. Yeah. So I've only seen it happen a few times. It's very rare, but yeah. they they do it occasionally. That's awesome. Yeah. So, well, cool. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, we... I'm really looking forward to the 510 Fest. I think it's just going to be so insane. Um, yeah. And worth mentioning, there's a couple fests coming up uh, in Los Angeles or later this year that are well worth mentioning. One is in July, mm-hmm. and it's called the Lie Detector Fest. I went to the Lie Detector Fest last year, and it was just mind-blowing. And that's going to be like four or five days of shows. And they did a partial announcement of most of the bands that are playing, but they still got like 12 or 13 more bands to announce. So if you're curious about that one, they are on social media and Instagram. So just look up Lie Detector, and uh, you'll find all the information there. And then in September, there's a thing called the CY Fest, which is all these kind of like, for lack of a better genre description, make it easy, like spiky punk bands, like Unseen and uh, Funeral Dress. And that who I'm most excited to see is actually this band called The Erections from Japan. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, you know, just it's going to be a lot of like fully charged, amazing hair. <laughs> like good photo taking. Spike uh, punk. Oh, yeah. I love it. Um, Pogo Punk, I think, is a better term. So, but yeah, that's called the CY Fest, and that's in September. So, and then you played Sex Dwarf, uh, I think, yes, on that last the, set. Yeah, um, the Mental Crash, Mental Crash Records uh, um, compilation. Yeah. Yeah, it's worth mentioning that Sex Dwarf is coming here 
from Sweden. Uh, all the way from Sweden. All the way from Sweden. Uh, and they're going to be playing, uh, I think they're doing a big fest in Canada. Like I don't remember what city, like uh, Eastern Canada. Mm-hmm. Big punk fest there. And then they're flying out to the West Coast and doing a West Coast tour. And they're going to be in the Bay Area like July 2nd and 3rd. So if you see a name Sex Dwarf pop up on any local flyers, definitely go see them. Absolutely. Yeah, they're fantastic. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for that. Um, so, what do we what are we listening to next here? Okay, so uh, what we're going to hear now is uh, some of my favorite records from 2021, and I'm going to start off uh, pretty much with the the ruler of the of 2021 for me, and probably the best band I saw last year. I drove all the way to L.A. to see them. Like, <laughs> I, I had to see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Electric Chair. Uh, so. Uh, I, I was communicating with the singer, and he assured me that they were going to try to do a Bay Area date this year, 2022. So if you see, once again, much like Sex Dwarf, if you see Electric Chair pop up on a flyer, consider yourself there, because you can't <laughs> miss that show. Consider yourself there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to start off with uh, Electric Chair and then kick through some of my favorite record releases of uh, last year. All right, let's get into it. Hit it.
Psych Radio SF, The Chapel and Rockneto proudly present Cariño, performing live for San Francisco on Friday, April 22nd at 8.30 p.m. Do not miss your chance to see this iconic Spanish band who will be performing at Coachella this year and will be stopping by San Francisco to charm us with their beautiful music. Once again, Friday, April 22nd at 8.30 p.m. Tickets on sale at thechapelsf.com. How's it going? You're listening to Past Punks on Psyched Radio. We just listened to... What did we hear? We heard Regional Justice Center. We were both uh, headbanging and fist pumping to yes, that because they absolutely. just rule. Uh, then before that was Slant from uh, Seoul, Korea, uh, Rat Cage, Quarantine, Takbir, uh, who was like on everyone's top 10 this year. Um, I don't think they're actually from Morocco, but I believe the singer is Moroccan and from Morocco. I don't know where they're actually based out of, though. And then I started off with pretty much my favorite release of 2021 and probably the best band I saw in 2021, of course, uh, Electric Chair. So uh, we'll come back, uh, swing back in a little while and play some more 2021 favorites of mine. But I think you had a couple questions for me. Yeah, so uh, first of all, thanks again for coming on the oh, show. I'm thanks really for having to me. Have you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when, when I first hit you up to do the show... You were tell you you were telling me about this uh, like this pirate radio, yeah. That you were doing. Well, can you tell us a story about that? And then can you tell us a little bit about your involvement in uh, Maximum Rock and Roll and like what is that too? Sure, sure. For anybody so, um, it, I have to share this crazy story. So, um, I was driving to how I found out about this pirate radio station. This was many years ago that I ended up DJing for. I was driving around in my car in San Francisco, and I was flipping the radio around. And uh, Gigi Allen came on the radio, and uh, of course, anyone that knows who Gigi Allen is knows that that is not radio-friendly music. And so he's cussing and swearing and saying all the things that Gigi Allen would say. And I was like, wait, is this FM radio? <laughs> like, what's happening? Yeah. Um, and it turns out it was this pirate radio station <clears throat> that played all kinds of crazy stuff. And so I obsessively listened to that pirate radio station for days, and I, it was on, like... Um, uh, just uh, streaming like there was never a live DJ and then one night I was listening to it and a live DJ came on the air and he gave a phone number out and I called him and I, I was like he was like really weird and invasive yeah, when was this too? When was uh, that? that would have been probably early about early mid 2000s okay I'm guessing I just yeah. wondering for context uh, and uh, so I called him and he was being so weird and evasive and I was like I don't know who you are but I want to DJ for you right. and he was like I'm not really having any DJs and I was like but I want to be your DJ yeah. you have to, let me, <laughs> have to let me DJ and so long story short he ended up I was one of the first of three DJs for the pirate radio station it was called pirate cat radio and it was always super crazy because he was obviously illegally broadcasting on yeah, FM channel sure. without uh, FCC licensing so wherever we were stationed, he always left his transmitter in another location in the city. Yeah. So if they came and raided one area, they couldn't get everything. That's so so um, and basically, I DJ him for for a while. We did a couple different weird locations, uh, and then the the final room that I I didn't only did it for a few years, and then he actually got bigger, and I think he actually got an official FM license. 
after a while. Uh, it's no longer, he doesn't need to do it anymore, but uh, one of the locations we did, the room was like half, I, you know, no one has any perspective, but you're sitting here and it was like half the size of the room. <laughs> that we're in now. Well, the room we're sitting in is pretty small. It's about yeah. what, like 10 by 8? Yeah, 10 by 8. So it was, this one was probably like 8 by five, 4 feet. Like it was so skinny. Like a little closet. It was like a closet, basically. So anyway, uh, yeah, in so that was city. probably caught radio. And then on the flip side, uh, for many, many years, I've been DJing for, I think I mentioned earlier, Maximum Rock and Roll Radio. So was that, did you do that before the Pirate Radio or yes. after? Okay, yeah, before. yeah. So I was DJing for two radio shows at that time. Um, so so my involvement, if those that don't know, Maximum Rock and Roll uh, was a, a DIY punk zine that started uh, as a radio show in the 70s, actually, and then mm. became a magazine in the early 80s. I was ran by a guy named Tim Yohannan. And then uh, he, he did it for many years. Um, he had a very strong punk aesthetic. And uh, the magazine was one of the first uh, magazines to really uh, concentrate on international punk. So it was the resource. This is obviously pre-internet times. People would be like, it would be like, jokingly, the holy Bible, if you will, of punk. Right. Because people are like, what's going on in... Italy in the punk scene you just couldn't just log on and go punk bands in Rome like right. you actually had to find find out what was going on so yeah. um, when I moved to San Francisco in 93 uh, I uh, was taken over to the maximum house like roughly around 94 where was, and, where was the house uh, so there were two different locations uh, over the years the first one was on Clipper actually over just the on mission? the mission uh, this was, Clipper was more like a south of like the main Castro district in San Francisco. Oh, so like Noe Valley? Uh, sort of, but my, kind of more up the hill towards um, Twin Peaks. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So that was the first location Hidden. that I went to. Kind of. And, you know, it, he was always very cautious of um, his home address being a release because for years there was a lot of uh, tension between him and maybe like the New York hardcore scene or skinheads mm. or you know so on and so forth so he actually because uh, uh, Tim pulled no punches like if he didn't right. like something he would just be like fuck you I don't like you and this is why and he was very outspoken about that and it really made people really angry sometimes <laughs> so um, people kind of either loved or hated him right. and I, I'm not making this up this is the truth uh especially at the Clipper location before they moved to the other location. Uh, for the first few years I worked there until they moved, he would have um, a machete and a baseball bat by the door. <laughs> like, well, and, that's the, the same deal with Thrill House, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but, we always have a machete and a baseball bat by the door. Holy shit. Wow, yeah. I didn't know behind that. Behind the counter. I yeah, didn't yeah. know that. Um, so <laughs> maybe uh, maybe those old punk habits. Oh, <laughs> well, I guess so. That'd be ama- you know the most amazing thing would it be if it was actually Tim's machete and baseball bat. Yeah, that <laughs> would be crazy. I'll ask Fred about that. Yeah. Probably not though. That'd be so funny. And I actually know that I never saw them, but I know that there were guns in the house as well. Nice. Um, so, but anyway, <laughs> uh, so I worked there for years. I started out as a shit worker, just <laughs> typing in classified ads. Uh, did uh, reviews for years. A column. Uh, for years, I did a heavy music column uh, called Screams from the Gutter. And then uh, for years, they weren't doing the radio show. And yep. then they brought it back. And I was like all over that, 
like a like a hot tamale like i was like this is this is happening right now i want to yeah i want to be a dj for this too and i've been doing it ever since i don't even know how long i've been djing for them like 15 years or something i have no idea i've lost track and i really want to say this i'll try to make this as brief as possible when i got uh into punk uh as as a youth i lived in a small town in indiana and um my gateway to punk was a college radio station there and uh, outside of there being a weekly punk radio show they actually played maximum rock and roll radio because mm. like i said it started in the late 70s and so those uh the radio show got it along around then uh, because there was no internet they actually sent cassette tapes out so they would copy cassette tapes in the house and then mail out the cassette tapes to all these radio stations around the world That's so, so cool. Uh, I would hear Maximum Rock and Roll Radio as a youth, some of the first punk stuff I ever heard, and uh, it totally introduced me to international punk and kind of blew my mind of like how broad and wild and crazy punk music was at that time. And uh, so when I got a chance to DJ for Maximum Rock and Roll Radio, not only did it was exciting for me, but in some weird way, it, and it still keeps me going, I can only hope that maybe some random kid from, like, sitting in his house in, like, bumfuck wherever, like, hears the song that I play, and it becomes his favorite band, and, like, somehow in some weird way, and I'm a vehicle now for people finding out about punk or great bands in the way that I was so heavily influenced as a, as a kid, and yeah. I still am. I still listen to people's radio shows, like Sonic Overload, and I want to start listening to your show and stuff. I mean, you played that Black Mass when I came in here. I've never heard that band before. And I'm like, holy shit, who's this band? So uh, it's super vibrant and exciting for me to not only pass on knowledge, but to gain knowledge Absolutely. about great, great music. So, um, But yeah, the, unfortunately, the print magazine um, bit the shit a couple of years ago for a variety of reasons. It was just a collective decision that we just couldn't continue, mostly based around finances. Yeah. Um, so the two big things right now is we're doing reviews still and uh, the radio show. And basically we have a collection of like 55,000 punk records. Yeah, Fred was telling me about Yeah, that. yeah. So what we're trying to do right now is just find the right avenue to uh, start sharing that with the public again. So we haven't found the place that we want to do that, um, but it, it hasn't gone away. Those records are all still collected. Yeah. Nobody's sold any records or anything. There's a lot of rumors floating around about we've sold the collection or somebody has taken it into their private home or something, but it's still there. Oh. It's in a secret location because that's all you know, there's tens of thousands of dollars in records. We yeah. don't really want people knowing where it's at and hopefully someday we'll find the right place for it. And people will start to be able to listen to those records again, because honestly it was the intent of the whole, whole time. Tim's intent was to make that collection available for the public. So for years, people, would actually call the magazine or write in and say, I'm flying in from uh, Japan. Can I come see the collection? And we'd be like, sure, come on by. Unfortunately, we can't do that right now. Yeah. So it, it's an unfortunate thing. But anyway, I've yammered on enough about Maximum, but Not it obviously stuff, means really means a, a lot to me. And I'm glad that it still exists in some to some degree. And that I'm still part of it. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing all that. Oh, sure, sure. Right, next up, we got uh, some Tsunami. Oh, I yeah. uh, picked up. They got this uh, this self-titled vinyl that sells out in about like two seconds every time it gets printed. So I wanted to pick myself up a copy. 
Did you get, I'm just curious, did you get multiple co- uh, color variations? Because they always do crazy color variations, or you just get the one copy? I just get the one copy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. But I like it. It's good stuff. Hit it. I got Tsunami from San Jose.
don't fuck with people in real life. You have to fuck with people on the internet because we'll fucking take you out. Because if you dared to fucking come up to me in person, in real life, and fucking say shit to my face, this is what you're going to get. I'm going to hop out of the fucking van with this in my hand, and I'm going to fucking hit you in the head as hard as I fucking can and fucking crack your skull open and have your brains laying on the fucking ground, motherfuckers. Try to hold your tongue. It's what you lack. All you fucking busties. Best watch your back. Words with no action. Think that you're safe. Say how you feel. Power up in your face. Try to hold your tongue. It's what you lack. All you fucking busties. Best watch your back. Keep fucking talking, they could understand Keep fucking talking, it's your head split Wait, lose your fucking grit Sick and tired of all your shit See what else you have to say Pray to live another day Do <laughs> 
weird way, I had to sort of just free myself up to believe that it was okay to be stupid or dumb. Be a moron. Yeah. To be rock. Exactly. To be a moron. An imbecile. Yeah. Not the dumbest motherfucker that ever lived. You go ahead and take it. You've done this shit before, motherfucker. But don't you dare pretend that that shit is courage. Don't you dare. That's some weak-ass fake... You're listening to Past Punks on Psyched Radio. We are here with uh, Rob Coons. And uh, we just listened to some Tsunami. Um, I just wanted to announce some shows that are happening uh, real quick. So, uh, No Nothing um, is throwing a show on March 26th. If you don't know Know Nothing, they're really cool kind of collective. They throw shows. And um, if you are a vendor and you're trying to sell some of your um, sell some of your art, clothes, whatever, please reach out to them. You can find them on Instagram. Furthermore, so on the uh, 26th, they're throwing a show at 3rd and Army um, with uh, Calculated Chaos from Dallas, Texas. Doc and the Parasites are playing, uh, Disbelief and uh, BHA, so that's really exciting. And then uh, just announced, I think either today or yesterday, um, on April 27th uh, at the Corner Store, cor- Cornerstone in Berkeley, uh, they're having a still dedicated to hardcore show where it's uh, Pain into Power, uh, Mind Force is playing Dead Heart and No Right. So that's definitely one to Whoa. to check out. Yeah, that's gonna yeah, be yeah. One. for that small spot too. Yeah, for sure. That's gonna be bonkers. <laughs> well, Cornerstone is pretty big. Oh, I thought you said. Sorry, I was thinking Stagold. Sorry, oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. No, okay. I don't think Stagold could handle that. Well, no, no, that'd be nuts. No, but they're playing on the Cornerstone. Okay, no, I've been to the Cornerstone. That's okay, a nice that's finish. a bigger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you ever seen No Right play? No right, no right, no right. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're, I've seen them play at the Parkside a little while back. They're they're, they're pretty. Good. Uh, when Mind Force played there, yes. Yeah, I didn't go to that show, okay. but yeah, I remember. Yeah, no, I was not there. They're but. actually one of the first hardcore bands that I was introduced to from the Bay Area. Uh, I remember when I was when I was eighteen and first hanging out in the punk scene, going to sh- shows, I was hanging out at Gilman, and yeah, I was around all these uh, these older kids. And, you know, they're making fun of the punk music that I was listening to. <laughs> they're like, oh, it's too, it's, you know, it's not, it's not really, not really that hard. And then they, um, wh- one of the, one of my friends then showed me No Right. And at the time I didn't get it. Cause, uh, um, but uh, after a while of listening to it, I started really getting into it. And I'm like, damn, I was wish, I wish I was into it then when all those crazy shows were happening at Gilman, all the cool hardcore shows. But it's coming back. Gilman's having his first show soon. I don't know exactly when, but we were I just feel talking like, about yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like it might be this weekend. Um, 
so that's exciting and i know like uh powerhouse is playing there soon too so it's awesome yeah no it's great you know i have utmost love and respect for gilman uh i've always been a huge fan and respectful uh of them making very difficult decisions sometimes and uh it's so great that they're coming back i'm glad that I think a lot of people were really worried that they weren't going to pull through on the pandemic, but here they are. So I'm ready. And it's funny. I was uh, joking around uh, the other day with somebody about like how long is the um, membership membership card line going to be? Because everyone's membership cards have expired. It's going to be long. It's going to be long. Get there early for your membership card. For sure. So, Um, and there is. there's one more show I wanted to announce. So at the Golden Bowl, we were just talking about that space too. On April 2nd, uh, Lear is playing with Flower Crown here at the end and Grossero too. So that's one to check out. That's 21 Up. Sorry, kids. Um, 21 Up show. Uh, it's $10. Vax required 8 p.m. So that's a cool one to check out. Can I just, uh, I'd like to actually say something, sure. uh, which is super exciting for me right now. Because um, we were touching on a little bit ago about the hardcore scene in particular, especially in San Jose, and of course you just played Tsunami, and we've talked about Gulch and what have you. Like, I don't know what has happened in the Bay Area since they started having shows probably like around June of last year, at what I'll call post-pandemic, even though the pandemic wasn't really over. Uh, yeah. uh, they were starting to have shows. So my point is, like something like the scene here is so huge and vibrant and energetic right now and first it kind of kicked off with the hardcore scene like it was crazy that first san jose show i went to was like two thousand people there and i i mean i was just like a whole i mean it's not like i know everyone in the scene but you go to enough shows you know that something exceptional is happening that wasn't happening say a year prior like you're like whoa where are these people coming from this is so rad and then Something happened recently, which really kind of blew my mind, is the young, younger uh, punk scene in San Francisco is so on fire right now. It was so cool. Like, there's a show like almost every other night right now. Like, yeah. and they're all in like off the wall places, like bookstores. And uh, I went and saw that show at that Chinese food yeah, restaurant recently. Yeah, that was, that was, like, those are good shows. You know, and like that particular night, there were three shows, three punk shows in San Francisco that night. There was one at an art gallery and there was one at a bookstore and the one at a Chinese restaurant. Like, <laughs> And the fact that our scene is big enough and vibrant enough to maintain not only the number of bands to play three shows in one night, but and, uh, the, to have the fan base to come out and support those shows. Yeah is so rad like I yeah just, that's like, nuts it's, it's so crazy to me and so um it's on fire right now in the bay area so um and it's super exciting because i feel like we were kind of hitting a wall right before the pandemic yeah. really honestly uh so everyone's got their juices flowing if you will so i just kind of want to throw that out because it's super exciting for me and i feel Absolutely. like everyone's just kind of feeding off that energy and zines are popping up and yeah. new shows and like and new you, bands. You got some pretty cool pictures from that show too. Oh god. The Hanan's home one. I, I was looking Dude. through, I was like, oh man. Uh yeah, so so if you guys want to check out some of Rob Coon's uh, photography, I know your Instagram you got a bunch of yeah. photos. Do you have any other Not really. Um, you know, that's pretty much my only like avenue. I don't really have a website or anything. I just post everything well not everything, but I that's where all my posts go. I, 
I don't. I have a Facebook account, but I rarely use it, and that's not where I would post photos generally. So unfortunately, yeah. uh, you know, and I've never. I keep thinking about it, but I've never done a zine or a book or anything like that. So I don't really have a vehicle to share other beyond other than the internet and Instagram right now. Should definitely so, do a zine. That could be really cool. Yeah, I've had a couple of people suggested or even offered to help. Um, and even I had somebody approach me recently to help. They were like, you should do a book and offered to help me with that. But I don't know. It <laughs> Honestly, it seems like a lot of work. And I, yeah. I have enough photos. I could probably put something together that was kind of cool. But I'm frankly, my energy is so into moving forward. Meaning I just want to go to shows and yeah. see bands and take photos and maybe I'll get something good. And I mean, as much as I love documenting and sharing, it just, I just, I'm too forward focused right now. For uh, sure. So, yeah, someday, maybe <laughs> when I'm old and well, retired. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks for the suggestion, but I, I don't think I'm there yet. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, what, are, what do we got uh, next? Uh, we're going to play some more of my favorites, uh, 2021, uh, since I got to see Electric Chair last year, this band here that I'm about to play has bumped up to the top of my must-see list, uh, and it's Bootlicker doing a track called Master. Thank you. 
What's going on? You're listening to Psych Radio, SF, Past Punks, with your host, DJ Hamster Crab, and yes. our special gra- guest, Rob Coons. Hello, Rob. Say I hi. need to come up with a cool uh, DJ name. <laughs> DJ. <laughs> I don't know. Robinator. Robinator. Yeah. <laughs> that Rob sounds Nader. like a, a sandwich, or like you buy at a fast food restaurant. Um, okay. Uh, that uh, last track we heard was from Reek Mines, who I was just explaining. I saw at Lie Detector Fest last year, and they were absolutely incredible. They have a new record coming out on Ooh. Iron Lung Records, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, it's not quite out. Uh, it's in the works. But uh, before that was Koti uh, Tuhoa. And prior to that was Unidad Ideo, uh, Ideologica. And then this, what a great ba- uh, punk band name this is, Porcupine. I, I don't, I want to know what's behind that. Uh, probably uh, something along the lines of a hamster crab. Uh, and then prior to that was uh, Nasty uh, from the Seattle area, uh, Illiterates. And then I started off uh, things with two tracks, uh, heard from Hologram, and then at the top of my must-see list was bootlicker so um that does it uh for now for the uh, top releases of 2021 and i think you had a question about maybe a show that i'd went to or something so uh, yeah so i wanted to ask you what your favorite show that you ever went to was but then you said well what I, did you say well favorite <clears throat> is it can change by the minute you know sure, because i have absolutely. so many uh grand memories of so many different shows that i've seen but frankly the first show that i ever saw will probably always be the most legendary in my mind because it was like <clears throat> I, I mean i'd been listening to punk for a while I, as i think i might have mentioned earlier but i grew up or maybe i didn't mention but i grew up in like a small town in indiana so my exposure to punk was very limited and the fact that i'd been listening to punk for a while but there were no shows and suddenly i found myself in this crazy trajectory of this not only a show but a huge punk show like sold out thing so my first punk show was dri and dr no and it was absolutely insane like probably some of the most stage dives i've ever seen in my life like crazy stage dives it was insane uh um I remember distinctly it was in a proper club it was in a club about the size if you're from the bay area like like a great american music hall it was in a right. big big wow. big venue yeah but people were losing their shit and like i have distinct memory of the audience like the front of the stage was wood and it was starting to come like there were so many stage drivers and so many people Shit. trying to climb on the stage the the stage the front of the stage actually started coming off god and people were trying to rip the fucking stage off. Like it was, <laughs> I, you know, in my like 16 or whatever year old mind, I was like, what? <laughs> like, like, this is the coolest thing and scariest thing I've ever seen in my right, life. Yeah. Um, and so that was really mind blowing. And then, <clears throat> like I said, there was a million stage dives and I was right up front, like basically hanging on to the stage for dear life. Right. Yes. Uh, and I remember uh, at one point some guy, dove and like uh like it was about three quarters away through dri and pulled me like i went down on the floor with that person like on top of me and i stood up and i was in the middle of the pit and someone jumped uh stage dived another person and landed on my head and my my teeth hit together so hard it snapped off one oh, of my teeth God. front front teeth uh, one of my front, front teeth yeah shit. so um 
yeah so we stayed for the show and then drove home like it was like an hour and a half drive back to the house um but you know without without going any further like it just goes without saying like sure i've seen some pretty amazing shows but to have something so insane uh like uh outside of me getting my tooth broken just everything that i saw and how good the bands were it was i think i mentioned it was dri and dr no like like i that set the bar so high right at the beginning for sure i'm just like but i mean of course it's been rivaled and equaled many many times over and over from other bands but i will always reflect back on that as kind of the show you know of my lifetime um but it's worth mentioning that so i snapped my tooth off and then i think i we said this off the air but when i came home it was late you know i just went to sleep and i woke up the next morning and i was like what the fuck am I going to tell my mom and dad? Like, <laughs> did, you, like did you find the tooth? What, no, what, uh, no. And, uh, you know, I didn't know what to say. And I, I just made some shit up. I was like, told him that I was wrestling around with my, uh, one of my schoolmates right. and he'd need me in the mouth and snap my tooth off. And I don't know if they ever bought it Probably particularly, <laughs> uh, but they never really pursued it any further. And, uh, so I got, I got the tooth fixed and what have you. And then, Actually, years later, the to- that particular tooth ended up costing me thousands of dollars because I had to have a dental implant and everything. But oh, <clears throat> yeah, but um, you know, it was a good story, uh, and I'll I'll stick with it. But yeah, that was a hell of a show. So Sounds I'm gonna like I'm it. gonna I'm gonna put that at the top of the top of the show list. Absolutely. So yeah. up next, uh, we're gonna listen to a little bit of Anal Warhead, uh, "Time to Die." I, this is also another 45 that I found scrolling through records at, uh, at Throw House. Uh, their record company is in Fort Collins, Colorado. I can't find out where these guys are from. There's very little information. I can't find anything about them on the internet, which is always really exciting, right? When you just find something you don't know anything about. Sure. You know, one thing I really like, I mean, they're a great band and all, but uh, that band Fentanyl, uh, oh, yeah. the local band, they rip. They're so good. And they have nothing online. Like, yeah. None of no, they're tra- a physical release band only. Yeah, I love that. That's like, fucking sick. You know, uh, when this, I was talking to the singer a couple months ago. He's like, yeah, we have a new record coming oh, out. He? Yeah, and he's just the best. And I was like, yeah, I are you guys finally going to put it online? He's like, no way. <laughs> it's like, that's so rad. Yeah, like, for sure. You know, I'm actually having Kenny on the show in a couple weeks. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm really excited. To yeah, you should be. Dig, dig, his, uh, dig his brain and see what goes in the mind of kenny yeah yeah and uh i not the you definitely should mention who you're having on next week as well because that's oh, yeah, super that's exciting right. yeah so next week we got elliot on the uh on the air with us uh elliot is the uh lead singer of uh gulch and uh, i'm really excited uh you know gulch is you know uh, one of my what favorite bands ever sure so i'm really excited to uh, talk to him and uh just you know um find out a little bit about the san jose scene and like coming up in that and just digging his brain asking him a lot of what i'm asking you like what are your favorite shows how'd you get into all this shit where, yeah where do you see it going etc absolutely so, yeah. yeah i'm sure he's got some good insight 100 and, and probably some good stories <laughs> from san jose yeah so. i'm gonna fucking bet yeah all right all right got anal hit it warhead. anal warhead
Listening to Patch Punks on Psyched Radio with your host DJ Hamster Crab. Very special guest here tonight, Rob Coons. And uh, unfortunately, the show is almost over. Very sad. Yeah, I'm pretty bummed. I was I'm having a really good time uh, hanging out. Uh, like I said early in the show, it's super cool to be back in a radio studio, actual radio studio, and uh, to play some tunes, answer some questions. Uh, Real quick, uh, we heard a bit of logical nonsense there, and before that was El Dopa. And uh, the reason I chose those songs actually was because I was trying to think, uh, one, I wanted to play something that wasn't so just straightforward, fast, hardcore, but uh, something maybe a little heavier. But two, I was trying to think of some of the killer bands I saw in Gilman back in the 90s, because mm-hmm. I've been thinking about Gilman a lot lately, and... Uh, those bands were both so so good uh, el dopa was local based out of oakland uh they had a release uh out on prank records so look for that and then logical nonsense uh did a, a variety of releases i think their last one was maybe on alternative tentacles mm-hmm. and they were on new mexico so great great stuff unfortunately we just ran out of time and i didn't get to play all my tunes and that's cool i figured i, I it's better to over prepare yeah absolutely absolutely for sure oh and then we start off that set with uh i guess my new favorite band name anal warhead <laughs> so. yeah for sure yeah that was a pretty fun one huh yeah yeah um and i think you've got uh some more jams coming up for us i don't know yeah, what you're playing there you got a couple more but uh yeah i just wanted to thank you for being on the show absolutely um and 
for anybody listening that's part of Psyched Radio, I did get one of your prints for for the studio to put on. Yes, like just a little. Do you want to tell us about what uh, what from what show that is? What kind of the? Uh, it was actually uh, so. Just for clarity, it was. Uh, it's uh, thank you for getting a print for the studio. Absolutely, I'm honored yeah. uh, at any time once any prints and uh, not to do any self promotion, but uh, it should be worth mentioning that anytime if you ever see anything on my social social media or anything you want to print of it just get in touch with me um i'm happy to print up anything get his but... prints buy some prints <laughs> do it you want to buy some prints oh my god yeah i wish i had prints of prints but i uh, i only saw prints a few times um but here we're getting sidetracked so uh anyway uh, the print is of gulch Thank you again for getting it. I'm honored it'll be in the studio. And uh, it was from the very first time I saw them. They played at Gilman Street. And when was when did they play at Gilman Street? When was that? Uh, 2019. And uh, I think they played with Judge. I think it was like a big New York hardcore thing. And I didn't know who Judge uh, Gulch was. I, I don't mean this, and it's just what? Well, they were just brand kidding. new. They were yeah, brand no, new for sure. I, and, I didn't know who they were until like a year ago. So. I, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way at all, but you know, I was just like, "Who is this band?" Like yeah. you know, and they came out and <laughs> fucking laid waste to the place, and like I, I was hooked. Like yeah. first song in, I was like, "What the hell?" And if you look closely at that photo, it's one of my favorite. Actually, personally, one of my favorite photos I've ever taken. Uh, uh, three of the guys are jumping in the photo. Like it's so hard. They're to... jumpers. They're jumpers for sure. Uh, yeah, cool. but the fact that I actually captured it on uh, in my camera of three guys jumping all at the same time was just like I was so stoked on that. So, um, but yeah, that was the first time I ever saw them, and they totally blew they blew everyone away there. Frankly, because no one knew. Who... They're like, who's Gulch? <laughs> <laughs> like, right. They were like, and then, and then everyone didn't forget who Gulch was after right. that show. Absolutely. Yeah, so I've, I've seen him play a couple of times too. Um, let's see, one, two. I've seen, I've seen him play three times, and uh-huh. every, every time, just, just I'm just like blown away how how a band could be like that, fucking hard hitting. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm kind of feeling that way right now about Spy, for frankly, sure. Because every sure. time Spy plays, I'm just like, and. Honestly, it's one of those situations where the it, it's like a snowball, meaning the band raises their level of intensity, so the crowd raises their level of yeah. intensity, so the band raises their level of intensity, oh, so the yeah. crowd, and it's this like snowball effect. So by like three or four songs in, like it's like almost to the point of like I don't want to say it's terrifying because it's not scary, but you're just like it's almost too much energy. It's yeah. just like, holy shit. Absolutely. Like this is, can't even, how is this even being contained in the sure. walls of this club right now? So, and that's, that's, I think why we all love going to shows yeah. and experiencing those moments. Absolutely. Hey. Well, Rob, thanks again for coming on the show. Yeah. It was Thank really you. great to have you. Um, this show happens every Thursday from six to eight. Um, feel free to tune, tune in psych radio. This is also recorded too. So if you didn't get to hear all of it, you can. So uh, we're going to end with uh, a little bit of Black Mask from Pennsylvania. And if you haven't noticed, uh, usually what I do at a show, is I'll, uh, at a radio show, is I'll play A side of a 45 and then end it with the B side of that. So Great thanks idea. so much for listening. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Black Mask, rock and roll.